What's up, Video Landers? This is Brad McBoom. Thanks for tuning in for another AV Quickie. And if you like this Quickie, hook me up, guys. Give it a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel, leave a comment, show some love. All right, guys, last time we saw Thor was in Endgame. He was hanging out with Guardians of the Galaxy, and I remember everybody wanting to see that movie as Guardians of the Galaxy. All right, that's a billion-dollar movie. What happened to that movie? Because I think that movie that was promised at the end of Endgame would have been better received than Love and Thunder. One of the things I said when I left the theater was, I don't think this is going to have good word of mouth. I don't think it's going to have strong legs. And right before I started recording, I checked our Facebook page just to see what people were saying, and it's not good. Most video landers, I think it's safe to say, didn't like Love and Thunder. Now, I think it's easy to jump on the Thor hate bandwagon. I've seen some people say it's the worst Marvel movie out of, like, what, all 29, 30 Marvel movies? I'm not going to go that far. I'll say this. I was very disappointed. I thought it fell flat. If you take anything away from this review, take that, okay? I thought it fell flat. But I would still rather watch um, Love and Thunder over Captain Marvel, Iron Man 2, Iron Man 3, Ant-Man and the Wasp. I mean, the list goes on. I think there's some fun to be had here. If you like Taika Waititi, some of it has to hit. But overall, um, I was really surprised on how flat this was. I think my daughter summed it up the best. Um, she wasn't a fan, and she said it felt like just a bunch of stuff, uh, just a bunch of scenes thrown together, a bunch of sketches. And I think she's right. I think some of those sketches work, and some of those sketches don't work. I would actually say a large percentage um, of those sketches don't work. And I've been hearing there's a four-hour cut of this movie. I don't know if that's true, but if there's a four-hour cut due to just letting actors fuck around with the material... Like, look, guys, I don't mind a little bit of improv. Iron Man did a lot of improv. Robert Downey Jr. did a lot of improv. But come on, you gotta tighten this shit up, man. I would hate to edit this movie if it was four hours long. And look, I'm a big fan of Thor Ragnarok. And I don't know if they use the same process, but whatever happened with Love and Thunder, it didn't work for me as well as Ragnarok. And here's the question I've been wrestling with. Why does Ragnarok work for me but Love and Thunder doesn't. Because I love Taika Waititi's brand of comedy. All right, I'm a Taika Waititi fan. Were the jokes just not funny this time around? I've really wrestled with that question since I left the theater. I think I have the answer. Not for sure. Tell me what you think in the comments. I think it's Natalie Portman, guys. I don't think she's very good in this. I don't think she's phoning it in. But she's just not a good Lady Thor. I don't think Chris Hemsworth and Natalie Portman have very good chemistry. Not even in the first two Thor movies. And in Ragnarok, Chris Hemsworth had people to bounce off of. Jeff Goldblum, uh, Mark Ruffalo, Kate Blanchett, Tom Hiddleston, Benedict Cumberbatch. I think Chris Hemsworth is great. But you have to be able to bounce off of people. And for a lot of this movie, he's bouncing off Natalie Portman. I think if this movie was Thor and the Guardians of the Galaxy taking on gore, that would have been a better movie. Or in the God Butcher comic run, there was three Thors fighting Gore. You had past, present, and future Thor. I would love to watch a version of this movie with uh, Chris Hemsworth playing young ripped Thor, fat Thor, and uh, an older version of Thor, who is now you know probably the leader of Asgard. And then fat Thor learns from wise Thor and puts him on a different you know trajectory after this movie. 
there was no Lady Thor in the God Butcher arc. They're combining two different comic story arcs. I wish they would have just saved Lady Thor for later down the road, or, or since this is the multiverse phase, have Natalie Portman play Thor from a different universe, who is just as wild and crazy as Thor. Fully Thor, not Jane Foster Thor. You know, that could have been fun. Mix it up a little bit. Maybe that chemistry would have worked, because I just think plain Jane Natalie Portman playing Thor, I think, took some thunder away from this movie. So, Natalie Portman didn't work for me. And Gore didn't work for me either. I thought they took the piss right out of Gore. Christian Bell was completely wasted here. Um, Gore is one of my favorite villains from the comics. Gore, I think, is a villain a lot of us can relate to. Devotes his life to a god. Bad things happen in his life. Gods don't answer his prayers. And then he takes vengeance out on the gods. All right, that's an amazing villain. But this is a pale, 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 pale comparison to the, the Gore from the comics. For one, I feel his pain more. In the comics, not only does his kid die, but his wife dies as people banish him from doubting the gods. Like, you feel sorry for Gore in the comics. I know you got to cut some of that down for a, a movie, so whatever. But my big problem here is the God Butcher only kills one god on screen. I think maybe one off screen. Come on, man. This is the God Butcher. Show me the God Butcher. Show me the God Butcher doing some butchering. So frustrating. And I wish his design was a little bit more comic accurate. The MCU is influenced by the comics, but the comics are not considered MCU canon, so they have a little bit of wiggle room when they're adapting. But his design in the comics is so much better than just Christian Bell painted white. So yeah, not my gore. Another character that I thought was completely wasted was uh, Tessa Thompson's Valkyrie. Just nothing to do. I think Lady Thor took her thunder. <laughs> a lot of thunder stealing in this movie. Maybe that's why they called it Love and Thunder. But um, I will say, connected to Valkyrie, um, I did like what they did with New Asgard becoming a theme park. Well, so in the moment, I liked the theme park idea. But then when you think about it, like it's pretty dark, isn't it? To have an ice cream shop called fucking, um, what was it, Infinity Cones? When you start really thinking about it, it's kind of dark. So overall, I don't know how I feel about the theme park um, idea. Um, in the theater, I thought it was fun. I did like how they used the uh, the theme ride, the Asgardian boat, uh, for the grand adventure through the cosmos. That was fun. I also thought the screaming goats were hilarious. Um, I hope they return for, for Thor 5. And uh, while I'm talking about positives, um, let's talk about my favorite scene. My favorite scene was probably when uh, they meet Zeus. Russell Crowe's Zeus... I could see splitting some fans, but everything about Russell Crowe's Zeus worked for me. I love Zeus, and I can't wait to see more of him uh, with the Screaming Goats in uh, in Thor 5. Absolutely loved Zeus. Uh, my second favorite scene was when they went to the Shadow Realm. I love that black and white visual style uh, with the splashes of color. I want to see Marvel do more interesting things like that. The fight was just okay. But I love the visual style of the Shadow Realm. Uh, let's see. Something else that I liked was how the movie ended. I think I like that Thor has a daughter now. Actually played by Chris Hemsworth's uh, real-life daughter. Not for sure how much I like it yet, though. Um, it's a very permanent thing for Thor, so I hope it works. I think it's going to be uh, really interesting in 20 years from now. When you look at Thor's character arc from being banished... Uh, 
going from Fat Thor, going to Dad Thor, and then you'll probably, you know, see him as ruler of Asgard someday. So very interesting character arc when you look at, you know, uh, what they're doing with him over the lifespan of the MCU. And uh, Loki's an uncle now, so I can't wait for Loki to come back to the uh, mainline MCU and find out that Thor has a daughter. So a lot of catching up to do with, uh, with Thor and Loki. So, guys, I think that's most of my thoughts. Uh, there's other things I could talk about, but I want to try to keep this uh, podcast short. Those are my main thoughts. But let's end with a question for you guys. Should Taika Waititi make another Thor movie? I think that's an interesting question, especially when you look at Facebook and how many people don't like this movie. I think a lot of you would probably say no. For me, I'll say that my favorite thing about Love and Thunder is the potential of Thor 5, especially the promise of the first end credit scene, Thor versus Hercules. I want to watch that movie now. I don't know anything about that guy that is playing Hercules. I know he's in Ted Lasso, which I haven't seen. I'm going to try to correct that soon. I think there's only two seasons. I'm going to try to catch up on that. But I am ready for Thor 5. Keep the jokes focused. Don't bring back Jane. Just give her her own Valhalla spinoff with fucking Heimdall. All right? Give me a heavy dose of Russell Crowe's Zeus. Heavy dose of Hercules. Bring in Beta Ray Bill. Bring in the other gods of the Pantheon. And that movie... Sounds like fire. As for Love and Thunder, I think it was a misstep. Um, I think it's a lesser Taika Waititi movie, lesser Marvel movie, lesser Thor movie. But I want to see Taika Waititi come back for Thor 5. All right, guys, that's all I got. That's my thoughts. What do you think? Did you like Love and Thunder? Are you looking forward to Thor 5? Anyway, guys, let me know what you think in the comments on Facebook. Until next time, my good people, see you at the orgy. (laughs) 